Alright, what's up everybody? Happy Friday! Because Evan likes my weird intro, so I'm gonna make it another weird intro. Let's see if he deletes it or not. Alright, today we're gonna talk about the five traits of the most successful clients. Um, so thank you for Nikki for actually allowing me to choose an idea. I was stuck between what I wanted to actually talk about. So this idea came up just to be a, the typical just sitting outside pondering about things that I wanted to talk about in podcasts, an email newsletter, and uh, you know, I always think about just in my career, like what makes certain clients more successful than others. And what I mean by that is like obviously from a result standpoint, right? Like why are some clients that train the same frequency seeing better results than someone else, right? So I've been wanting to talk about this one for probably a couple months and I'm glad I'm finally now doing it, right? So I was writing all this stuff down for the Nemo's new letter and I always kind of do like bullet points and like what I want to talk about. And then I kind of just really like honed in on five main ones. So now we're calling it the five traits of the most successful clients. So let's jump right into it. Number one, and I have this in no particular order, I put frequency as number one. I think one of the things that I see all the time, and especially with new people, this is a conversation I like to have, is if you're someone that's coming from taking 10 years off or hasn't worked out ever in their life, I do not recommend starting. And I'm going to most of the conversation today be talking about what we do here at Functional Lifestyles Programming. Um, I don't suggest people starting with like four or more. I think it's almost like sometimes overkill, depending on where that person's at, right? So generally, it's nicer to start with something maybe around three or two, depending on kind of what they're doing outside the gym. Um, but the frequency is something that needs to be able to build up over time, right? Um, a saying that I always like to say to the coaches is like, if you were to look at like how many times a week we work out, like I personally work out probably now five-ish times a week. Normally it was like five or six up to the last couple of years. And now it's probably more, I would say four like strength training sessions and one general aerobic, but I would say it's somewhere around five times a week, right? Um, you know, I live by the positive ratio rule, basically meaning that like, hey, if there's seven days in a week, doing four days of something is more days on versus off, right? And in order to grow, in order to see the results that we want in the gym and in anything in life, not just gym stuff, a lot of these things that I'm talking about today do run parallel in a lot of other areas. Because um, you have to be doing more of that thing to provide that result that you are chasing, right? So when it comes to getting stronger, or building more muscle, or building leaner, or burning more fat, like you obviously need to have more days of exercising than not, right? Um, as always, there's a lot of nuance to this. You know, I don't think that you necessarily need to be doing four, five, six days a week of hardcore weightlifting. Um, you know, sometimes it could be easy cardio. Some one of those days could be a hike. You know, maybe one day is more movement and kind of lightweight or volume. Like, you know, I think the program obviously is really is going to be an essential piece to how it's actually structured. But the clients that see the best results for majority of everything I've done inside my career, even outside of functional lifestyles, are generally the ones that are training a minimum of three times a week, but more realistically closer to four or five. So that three to five tends to be kind of the sweet spot when we look at from a success of like providing the result that that person came here chasing. Um, doing twice a week or three times a week, like I said in the beginning, I think it's a cool way to start and it's a good way to kind of ramp yourself up. But as I just said, you need to ramp yourself up. So starting with twice a week and maybe doing that for the first four to eight weeks and then moving up to three and then moving up to four. Um, and something I like to say to all new clients too, <clears throat> excuse me, is uh, it doesn't necessarily need to be with us either, right? Like this could be something that you literally do by yourself. You can go running, you can go do weightlifting at home, you can go to another gym at 24 Hour Fitness, like anything. But there needs to be a certain amount of frequency as like a baseline threshold in order for us to really truly see what we want. 
Um, that being said, you know, there's like a lot of people that like to say and from like research or as we get older that, you know, three days a week maybe is enough for strength training. And I think the more conditioned you are over time, like the longer you've been exercising, the less input and the more kind of smart the structure can become where it doesn't need as much volume or as much um, intensity or frequency over time. Um, but like I said, there's just a lot of context to that, right? It's just like figuring out for most people, I'm trying to keep this for the masses, not the classes as always, that you need to be at a certain amount of frequency to really get what you want from your training, right? And it's the same thing nutrition would work. It's the same way your work would work. My favorite saying is like, if you wanted to, you know, join functional lifestyles as a coach, but you only want to work Monday and Tuesday and make six figures, I'm like, good luck. Like, that's not how this works, right? And it's the same thing with results in the gym. It's like, in order for you to really see what you want, there needs to be more input, right? And enough of it. Um, but obviously, just to wrap up that part, there is a point of diminishing returns. I do not believe that we need to be training at a really, really high volume and intensity five, six, seven days a week, right? I think the six or seven, if you're someone that's an athlete, um, off season, in season, like there's there's so many little details there as well. Maybe we can get away with that level of frequency. But for most people, I would say four to five would probably be my sweet spot recommendation for everybody is like a place that we would build up to and hopefully maintain, right? Number two, I put consistency and discipline to the goal and the plan. I had these as two separate bullet points and I kind of just combined them together because they're, you know, obviously very parallel in a lot of ways. Consistency I'll give you one example. There's a lot of clients that if they were to be like, hey, I'm going to be traveling and like the way we do our payment structure for those that are listening to this that are not a member, like we bill everybody every two weeks through our system. So if someone's like, well, I'm going to miss like one week, they'll just freeze the whole two weeks and be like, I'll just pick back up when I come back. Right. Um, and I think staying consistent is probably the most important thing in the world for anything when you're trying to achieve any type of goal that you have set for yourself. Um, and I, I like the, the saying that, uh, I don't know who said this, but it was actually in a book I just read. But basically, it was just like, don't miss twice, right? Um, and I like that thought process because it's like, hey, if I miss a day of working out, it's not a big deal, right? But like when I miss two or three, then I'm starting to build a habit in the wrong direction. Um, and for those that listen to the podcast, Four Laws of Habits, you know, two, three weeks ago, I talked a lot about that, right? It's like the importance of building habits and the consistency behind what we do of taking these small little actionable items and small reps all the time is really the thing that we need to be chasing. And the discipline to the goal and plan, similar to what I'm talking about of being consistent with the training um, year round, you know, because a lot of things that we see with consistency too is there's some people that are like, hey, I'm going to be in and out for December. So let's let's just freeze it for December. Um, and then they end up kind of feeling like they start back over when they come back, right? I was actually just talking to this with my client, Sal. And uh, we were like, you know, it's like if you take a week off or seven or 10 days off, you could almost get away with coming back and maybe in some ways actually feeling better. But I think once you get past that 10 day mark of like not doing anything consistently, you come back and it kind of feels like a little bit of a restart and a reset button for like on your training and on your body and how sore you got from that training. Um, so I think that consistency over time is what equals results. And we've all heard that equation multiple times. And something that I get from some clients is like, hey, well, like, well, how would I you know, get to your your body fat percentage or how would I get to your level of training or how would I look like that? I think a lot of coaches get that question. The, the answer is like, uh, I've been doing this for 15 straight years and I really haven't missed much, right? Consistency over the long haul is the most important thing. But discipline to the goal and plan, is, it can be a little bit different in how it's approached in some ways. But what I mean by discipline to the goal and the plan is whatever plan that you have set out for yourself or goal that you have set in place for yourself, 
being able to stay disciplined on what you're trying to do versus like getting distracted and starting over or changing the plan all the time. That's also something that we see with clients that are, you know, newer to fitness. The ones that are not really seeing a lot of results is because they're always kind of changing where their head's at, where their mind's at with their training, right? And I think that's literally the worst thing that you can do when it comes to training. Um, and like most other ventures in life, I think about that with business all the time is like being able to stay focused on that one specific item that I have set for myself and being focused on that goal or whatever that target might be, um, that's going to be a really, really essential piece for you and your growth with your training, right? Versus being, like, oh, I'm going to do powerlifting for six months and now I'm going to do bodybuilding or now I'm going to do gymnastics. Like you're kind of just like hopping back and forth from all these different modalities or different goals or different fitness things. Um, and that's a recipe for disaster when you think about results. Third one. Big one for me with all things in life, but is presence. There is a, it's very, very easy to see as a coach the clients that are in the hour that are there for themselves and very present in the moment versus the ones that are distracted or there for the social aspect or on their phones or showing up late. Like presence in what you do with the actual work itself is the thing that really separates the best from the rest for all areas of life once again. But when you think about your training, like are you able to train with intention, right? There's a difference between going into the gym and like, oh, I'm doing a five by five today at this weight at this percentage and just going through the motions versus like actually having intention and mind to muscle connection and really being focused on what you're currently doing with your training. Um, and that goes with everything health, right? It's the same way your nutrition plan would work. It's the same way we would think about stress management. It's the same way we talk about everything. So the ideal is the ability for you to stay present in what you're actually currently doing with that program or with that plan and staying focused on that the whole time. So that's number three for me. <clears throat> number four, love for the process. At the end of the day, this will always be the thing that really separates the elites from the people that are just chasing something that's just another small goal they have set up for themselves. It's the ability to stay focused on the journey and fall in love with the work and do the boring work. Um, it's important to have goals. I think I've talked about this multiple times in goal setting, the importance of doing it, how to do it more properly. But I think the problem with only being very goal specific and focused on a destination that you're not currently at, it's the easiest way to take you out of the present moment. So if I'm someone, for example, that's 200 pounds and wants to be 160 and I'm only focused on being 160, I'm never really happy with where I'm currently at and the work that I'm currently doing, but the habits and the actions and the identity of who I need to be to become that person is really the process and that's the journey and that's the work that we talk about right so when you think about everything that you have set up for yourself and goals the ability to fall in love with the process and just get used to the work is really going to be the thing that's going to provide you all the results that you want but most importantly enjoy the time that you're doing and chasing these goals and achieving these things right um and i always kind of go personally back and forth on a lot of these things because i think about like you know, so I want to be so hyper present and focus on the process and just like really be like in the moment with what I'm doing and not really stress myself out about like what's happened in the past or what I'm working towards goal wise. And I'm like, ah, fuck a goal. Like we don't need to have a goal. Like just fall in love with the work. Right. But then there's the other side of me where like, well, if you don't really have a goal, you don't really have a target. So you don't know what your work is supposed to be targeted towards, or at least is like directionally, like where am I taking my work versus just like being busy versus being productive, right? So I think the people, when we think about the clients that actually have the best results, they actually just like, they understand that it's part of the lifestyle, right? And for me, like I put functional lifestyles in the business name for a reason, functional being the approach of what we do and the sustainability behind what we talk about more holistically and lifestyle being 
lifestyle, right? Like it needs to become something that forever will be a part of your lifestyle, right? And I want to be able to build out a plan for myself and for my clients and for my coaches where we feel that like this is sustainable forever, right? Some things will change on frequency, maybe the intensity, some cycles or days or weeks, like there will be some variability within it, but there needs to be sustainability in that. Um, and the only way something becomes sustainable is when you actually fall in love with the work that you're doing versus the objective goal that you have set out for yourself, right? Like going to work just to make money naturally is going to lead to you not really having a good relationship with work. You know, I love what I do for work, and I know most people maybe are not in the same boat when they think about that. Um, but I'm telling you, like, I will make more money than 99% of people in my industry because I love what I do and I provide a lot of value and I, I just want to continually grow in that position. Um, and that's the same thing for what we're talking about with you guys in the gym. It's like if you want to see the results that you want, no matter what the goal is, the hard part is keeping it. The easy part is actually getting there, right? If you have enough dedication to the plan, you have enough professional help or have the right knowledge and know how what you're actually going towards and do the work consistently, you will get the results keeping the result and keeping that weight off or keeping that strength there, keeping those injuries at bay or away, keeping the energy high. Those are the things that are hard. And the reason why it's hard for people is because people are very objectively focused on the goal instead of the process. Um, and the more like fixated you can become on that, the fact that I just love working out, like I love the work, I love the process and the ability to get used to doing the boring work because not every single day are you going to wake up with like intense amounts of motivation. There's some days where I just don't have the energy and I don't feel like training and it takes me 30 minutes of warming up just to build some energy and feel like, okay, I'm ready to do something. So that is kind of the, the coming back to point two, the discipline of it, but really is just focusing on the process and the work is really going to be that deemed essential piece. Um, the last one, which is probably the most important one for me when I think about what we do. This is something I tell the coaches all the time. This is something I tell all you clients. This is why our model at Functional Lifestyles has check-ins as part of what we do because there is 168 hours in a week. And if you are one of those people that just coming back to point one that is coming four days a week, you have four hours a week where we'll write the workout for you. I'll coach you how to do it correctly and safely. And we'll push you harder than you can ever push by yourself, right? Um, but then I have 164 hours left where I literally just cross my fingers and I go, and I always like to remind people that 97 or 98% of life that you have without us is really the thing that's going to make this two or three percent of the time that you do have spent with us actually work so what does your daily movement look like outside of the gym are you someone that exercises four days a week and then sits on your ass for the other 23 hours um are you someone that also does maybe some type of extracurricular activity by yourself are you playing sports are you working out maybe once or twice by yourself are you going hiking are you moving you biking you swimming whatever right like dimension number one Second thing is, how does nutrition look? Like, are you someone that's actually paying attention to what you're putting in your body and are you actually nourishing your body and getting everything you need to really hit the goal that you have set for yourself um, and achieve optimal health or whatever it is? Three is sleep. Four is stress management. Five, you know, like all, all the things that I talk about with the dimensions. Um, those pieces outside of the gym really make this work. Um, and the clients that have the best results, and I've been doing this for 14, coming up on 15 years now, um, I've been with a lot of people that I've trained the same amount of times a week, and some of them, to be transparent with you, don't see results at a point that I, even as a coach, would be happy with, right? And as much as I love taking as much responsibility as possible for my client's success or lack thereof, 
um, because obviously I'm getting paid to do this for you guys. Um, there has to be a reality check and a transparency between both of us from coach to client, no matter who you are, that like a lot of the work will need to be done on your part. Um, I will help with as much structure as I can and education to make sure you have the know-how and the right tools. Um, but the, the execution really is going to come down to you, right? Like even when you're here, like you have to be the one that shows up. You have to be the one that still lifts the weight, even though a lot of it's taken care of when you're in the gym with your trainer, coach or class. Um, you are the one that has to get used to doing the work, right? Which comes back to number four. It's like, if you're not in love with the process, doing the other stuff outside of here is really not going to make it work that well. So just to kind of recap those things, number one, frequency. If you want to be a client that actually has tremendous results and be someone that we actually talk about in a podcast like this, you have to be doing enough of the work. Um, and I always look at four being kind of the ideal because it's just a little bit more than days off. And if you have four days of training and three days off, it tends to at least be more input than out. Um, Second thing is consistency. So not someone that takes the holidays off or someone that, you know, gets sick and then comes back a month later. Like you literally don't miss twice. Just think about that model. And discipline to the goal and plan basically means whatever thing that you have set out for yourself, you stay as consistent to that work as possible as long as you possibly can versus you know, jumping from one thing to another in a different training modality and a different gym and a different trainer, like you have to understand that it takes months and years. I don't even want to say months. It takes years to achieve most things that people have set up for themselves as a goal. Um, and when you get under, when you get to the point of understanding that like, okay, what's my 10 year plan, five year plan, my lifetime plan. Um, when you look at things in the macro like that, you'll have a lot better chance of not just being one of those people that goes like, Oh, I go from, I did Pilates for three months. I did Muay Thai for three months. I did weightlifting. Like, you're never going to see the optimal results. Like, it has to be enough of the same stimulus. There has to be enough adaptation. Um, and that takes years to actually get that. Um, number three, and the most important one when you think about what you're currently doing is the intention and presence of everything that you do. If you can stay present and not distracted, you will be more efficient and effective with what you're doing, right? And I think this is important because training smarter, not harder is a good way for you not to get um, demotivated when things get hard, um, quit anytime things get a little bit more difficult than they should be for yourself, um, and also like not needing to work way harder than you should when you work smarter. And by being present, you are working smarter because you're not distracted, you're not multitasking, you're not you know, giving 80% to your workout and 20% to all your life problems, you're 100% focused on what you're currently doing with that thing. Um, fourth one, love for the process. It's a lifestyle remembering that what you're doing, you're not signing up for a 12 week membership, a six week booty challenge, um, you know, a 10 week keto challenge with your coworkers. Like it's something that you need to find from the mindset perspective, especially, but you need to find something that actually is sustainable forever. Right. And something that you actually enjoy. Right. And that really, I think starts with just the mindset shift of it and is understand that your enjoyment is something that is going to be dictated towards your mindset towards that thing. Um, I was literally talking to my girlfriend about this yesterday with the, the thing of sales. Like she doesn't like sales, but she's good at doing indirect sales. Right. Um, and what I mean by that is like, she's a recruiter for her job. She's literally selling people to come work at her company. That's sales. It doesn't feel like sales. She's not asking for money. It's indirect in that way. Um, but a lot of people, and the reason why she doesn't like it is because it's a, it's a poor mindset towards it, right? Like if you have conviction on what you do, it's not sales, right? So I think like t understanding that the love for the process, the love for the work, being able to do the boring work, being able to understand that it's not linear and it's progress. It's something that it's going to be up and down and plateau and go backwards sometimes. 
but just loving the work and falling in love with what you do it's going to make it a lot easier to sustain and the final one like i said is the what you do with the other hours outside of the gym right what you do with the other 98 percent is going to dictate pretty much all your results um you can have the coolest trainer the best trainer the best gym the best program um and completely fuck it up because you are very sedentary you have a terrible diet you're super stressed out and you don't sleep well um bad mindset bad community environment like all that all, all the stuff that i always talk about with all you guys right so hope this helps those are the five traits of the most successful clients um as always for those that want to share this to get the content out it definitely helps us spread the message and that's what i do this for and as always have a great weekend and i'll see you guys next friday see ya